BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. A lot of people come to me for just the physical, mm-hmm. but we go through the whole thing. We start with mindset and we delve into that because if the mind ain't right, the body ain't listening. Oh, okay. Okay. I'll say that again. <laughs> if the mind ain't right, the body ain't listening. Yes. And you may be able to do it and push it and suffer with it. And that's what I call it suffering because that's what people are feeling when they're trying to push something that they haven't developed. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy, and this is Positively Gam. In this episode, we're going to be discussing how to live fit and fabulous. And fitness is something that I get really, really excited about. So I'm so glad that we have joining me on this podcast, Wendy Ida. Wendy is an author, a life transformation coach, and fitness expert. She is an eight-time award-winning national fitness champion. And let me tell you, if you could see her, you would understand. At 68 years old, she is truly living her fabulousness and here today to tell us how we all can be fabulous as well. Welcome, Wendy. Thanks, Gammy. I am so excited to be here. I'm telling you, I am excited to have you because like I was telling you before we, we actually got started, I love working out, but I'm getting ready to turn 67 and I am really struggling. I am struggling with my workout. I'm having a lot of um, health issues or injuries, I should say. So I'm just really glad to talk to you today, Wendy. But let's back up for a little bit. How did you come up with the phrase, take back your fabulousness? Well, I came up with it first because it was to encapsulate 
everything a woman is, wants to be, should be, and, and everything that they deserve. And Take Back Your Fabulous is really about developing courage. It's an inside out approach. So I start with courage, confidence, a purpose, and a swagger that nobody can shake up or shake out of you that will also help you flaunt life's possibilities without fear of judgment and helps you kind of sashay through life and through life's challenges. And that's kind of how I put it together because some people think it's just about the external. Yeah. It is not. It, is it starts not. from inside out. Yeah, that is so true, Wendy. So true. Yeah. And I am someone who has suffered and still suffers a lot from low self-esteem. So working out for me was really, really important in my journey as well. What in your own personal journey has made you want to get into fitness and wellness? Because I think our stories are a little similar. So yeah, I knew nothing about fitness until the age of, I started getting into it about 43 years old. Mm -hmm. But I started out with the old attitude of until that time that the way you were born and how your parents were and all of that is how you're going to be as if I had no control. But part of my thinking in that also is I got married early mm -hmm. in my 20s, actually 19, 20, something like that. And I married into a, an abusive relationship. And I was actually being abused before the marriage and felt forced, but didn't think I had any options. So I did what I thought I had to do with force. And that marriage lasted for 13 years. It was wow. uh, abusive mentally, physically, emotionally, and sexually. I many times didn't believe I was going to reach past the age of 43. Wow. And many times I thought I was not going to make it. But it was... Uh, a really, really tough time in my life. I gained weight. I had two babies. I was emotionally out of control and I felt very trapped. And then one day I had the nerve. I, I felt like I had to go, really go for the third time. I left twice. On the third time, I saw my children being affected. And the straw that broke the camel's back was the day we were on our way to church. My husband, I, my two kids, he was smoking dope, drinking alcohol, and my babies were crying as they normally did. And they cried out, you know, mommy help. And, and I'm there and, and I couldn't help. Uh, so I felt helpless. It was, it was awful. But the straw that really broke the back, because that was a continual thing that happened, hypocritical, going to church. Mm -hmm. But on this day, the babies cried louder and I got the nerve to say, please, please stop for the sake of the children. And he looked at me and called me all kinds of names and said I couldn't do anything about it. And I realized I couldn't really at that time. But then he said, I'm going to teach 
my kids everything I know, smoke, drink, everything, and you can't do anything about it. And at that moment, he handed my five-year-old son a swig of his beer. Ooh, wow. And my heart sank. And my life went up in smoke. And more importantly, I got this vision, Gammy. And this vision showed me my children's future. And it showed that their life was worse than mine. And, and the wow. biggest thing about it, I can get goosebumps right now. This, I never get over this even when I talk about it. But the biggest thing in that vision was my children's lives were worse than mine. But most importantly, in that vision, it showed me I felt the pain of me being responsible for that. And I also felt the pain of I couldn't live with that. Yeah. And that yeah. I might end it yeah. because of the guilt. And with that, I, I was on my way to planning to get out of there. Did anybody know that you hmm. were going through this? Did anybody know that hmm. you and your children were suffering? Any of so, your family members or friends? Hmm. Had you shared any of this with anyone? It's funny you should ask that. Or his family. Let's not forget about his family. Yeah, yeah. That's a big thing because, you know, people don't realize. People don't realize <clears throat> Take your time. What makes people stay? I was young and impressionable and wanted to be a good wife. Yes. But most importantly, my mom, she passed away early around the same time. I, I didn't feel like I had anybody I could go to. His family, however, did know about it very well. They did know about it. And the worst thing about all of it is his mother, and this was a lot of my resentment for many years, but his mother told me that I had to stick with it. Hmm. That was the only adult impression I had at the moment. He and his, his family, everybody knew. And his mom, mom sat me down and said, it's up to the woman to be able to keep this together. doesn't matter what the man does. It's your thing. I wonder if she had suffered abuse herself. So you baby, you're right on track because yes. that's what I was going to follow up with. So yes, mm -hmm. that's what was in their family. Yeah. Generational curse is what I call it. It was in my family too. So uh -huh. my dad wasn't home a lot. He was a musician. So he was always on the road. And I would see some fighting between mom and dad, but mostly I just didn't have him there. I was that daddy's girl always waiting in the window for him and him not showing up. Yeah. So I lived with that for a lot of years, but I was trying to be better than that and thought I was getting good advice from his family. So I persevered and I stayed with it and we fought and I almost got choked out sometimes. Right. It was, and the worst thing about it, he was a police officer. Oh, wow. So that's why I felt trapped in a, in a yeah. small town where his friends would come to 
bail him out, not me. So, so what about that day? What, what When that day, when you had that vision, you made a decision and you made a plan. And how were you able to execute well, and get out? Wow. So that was, that was God sent that vision. I stayed low because I was watched 24 seven. And so I actually had to escape. I had 10 minutes to get out, but I planned, I, I bought a plane ticket for the three of us for two days away on the day that I escaped. I had 10 minutes and I, I just threw what I had in the car. We went with just the clothes on our backs. My kids were in disarray. They didn't know what was happening. So it was very frantic. I jumped in the car. We're riding away. Most times I was kept there because he would hold on to one of the kids. Knew I wouldn't go anywhere. So on this day, he almost took my son. But I said, I'm right behind you, off to church. We got away, but my kids were crying so bad, I was trying to give them some comfort. I gave my daughter her doll. My son wanted the doll. That was his comfort. That couldn't happen. So two blocks away, I ran back to get his drum, one of his drums, just trying to do everything, be everything. But they were coming back for me already. So here I am in a movie, I felt like, in a getaway car, dodging each corner, each light and everything, getting away. I was just about to get out of the car to get his drum. And I had to jump. I had to take off. So it was crazy because it's happened so many times that he chased me in his car just to drag me away from whatever I wanted to do. So this was another one of those times. And somehow, Gammy, somehow. I got away. Yeah, God. Went to a hotel, stayed for two days, and got a plane to California on that that Tuesday. And only when I was up in the air did I exhale. Yeah. Otherwise, I've been caught before and dragged back. So I wasn't safe until I was up in the air. Yeah. And five years following that, I was still a victim in my own mind because I was also threatened. That's why I had to go that far from New Jersey to California because I was threatened that he was going to come and get me and take me back. And I believed it because it's been done. How did you break out of that thinking, out of that uh, victimhood Hmm. to get to your fabulousness? What made you do it through? Because it sounds like you got to physical fitness. Yay! Yes. You know, fit body, so, fit mind, fit spirit. Yes, yes, they all yes. Kinda, so is- they all kind of go together. And it's it's uh, and the reason why I say that our, our our journeys are similar, because I also married very young. I was in high school. I had Jada and my husband was abusive mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was an addict. Wow. Now, my story certainly is not as filled with trauma as yours was, and not at all. But from that, I then had my own journey with addiction, mm-hmm. many years of addiction, all of Jada's childhood. Wow. And I didn't get clean really probably until I was like about 37 or so, I think when I first came into the fellowship. I can't even remember. You go, girl. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I was about 
in my 40s too, my mid 40s when I when I started working out. And I remember I used to keep a picture really? of Janet Jackson on my refrigerator because her abs were to die for. Remember? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So as I was cleaning myself up as part of my journey in recovery, mm-hmm. I decided that I wanted to really get physically fit as well. And it was also a way for me to, because it almost, it, it didn't become an addiction, but I was pretty obsessed with working out. I really became a gym rat. But it was a combination. Mm-hmm. I stopped smoking mm-hmm. and I stopped using at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. so it was a spiritual and wow. mind, body and spiritual journey for me to get clean and just get myself together and create a new life for myself. Was there someone who led you to the church to get you well or how did that happen? No, I went into a 12 step program. Oh, OK. But I have to say that through the 12-step program, that actually led me or helped me find a God of my understanding, which I did not have before. Yeah. 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 So for me, in terms of getting away from the victim mentality, at first I would just walk close to buildings. I was a scared little rat because I knew a van was going to come up any day, swoop me in and take me back. And I felt that that was my last chance to get away. Probably after about five years, I started lightening up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but I also had a little therapy. Yes. Can't do it yourself. I mean, I was having nightmares every single night for so very long. Every now and again, I get them, but it's so much less. And it might just take a little thing to set it off. But in going and realizing that it was not my fault, and I also realized that his mother, who gave me the advice, didn't know any darn better. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She was only giving me what she knew. Yeah. So I had to get through that. You know, that that was a real thing that I had to get through. Growing through the therapy, realizing that people are people and they don't know any better. Realizing I had to come to terms with my mom's death because I didn't feel like I uh, was there for her and didn't get through that until after about 20 years. Growing like that, meeting this gentleman in the gym, I was just going and thought, okay, I had to live with, I because I lost 80 pounds. So, so at the time, so wait a minute. I want to stop you right there. Yeah. You lost 80 pounds. Was that weight loss just due to like a depression or you went on a diet? Like where did the weight loss come from? Yeah. So at age 43, when I really was turning around, that was my turning point. And ironically, that's when my whole life, that's when I really started to live at right. age 43. Ironically, that was the age where I didn't think I was going to live to see. Right. So what was the impetus so, for that? So what? That you said your life changed at 43. Yes. Yeah. So first with the therapy, meeting this gentleman, I had already gained this weight and the weight was partly from my two pregnancies. I had pregnancies back to back. My kids were 11 months apart. I was eating to make myself. Ha- I didn't have any right. other way. 
uh, to gain, to lose. At first, I thought I had to live with it because my mom was overweight. My auntie was. And I met this gentleman who said, Wendy, you could be better. It's just a friend. And I started working with him. And stuff started to change on my body that hadn't done anything before. So he so, was a fitness person? He, yeah, he was a, a fitness professional. Okay. And just you me. met him and he got and you into him. the gym. He, yeah. Got it. He got me into the gym and I was working at Fox at this time. I, I was an accountant for 20 years. After meeting him and, and my body started doing things, I thought, oh, there's some secret to this stuff, you know? So right away, I started studying and seeing, hey, what's this magic? What's going on? You know, my personality started changing. In short, I changed to the real me. Mm -hmm. When I went into the office, I was conservative and that's not me, but I did what I had to do to get the promotions I had to get and do what I had to do. So I patterned everything after this guy. I went and found out about everything about keeping your body fit because it was something going on. And I even started doing commercials because that's what he was doing. And I was still working at Fox. But when I switched, I felt myself come alive inside. Yeah. And then I switched back when I went to the office. So that was kind of the turning point. But most of all, Gammy, my mind was clearing the clutter, mm -hmm. being less afraid, more confident. I was feeling good. And I knew most of all that I am in control. Got it. I knew that. that and that was empowering. Baby. Yeah, that you was know? a real awakening for you. I can hear it. That was a real awakening for you. Mm. I, I remember feeling not quite as intense about it, but I do remember because <laughs> like I said, I just really suffer from low self-esteem and I wouldn't do anything anything by myself. You know what I mean? I always wanted yeah. to do something with somebody, but this was something mm -hmm. that I just, that I wanted to do. I didn't want to wait to find anybody. If, is there a girlfriend that wants to work out with me? None of that. Like I, I knew I needed to do this for myself. And I just mm -hmm. went in, I joined, I'll never forget. It. I joined Bally's gym or route 40. Went in there, wow. ended up getting myself a trainer, and I, I just went for it. I just went for it. And I've been working out in some form ever since. So my journey has been long. You just had this epiphany that let me do this because this is going to well, be good it was, for me. Yes, it was really part of my recovery process, mm -hmm. you know? And mm -hmm. so the change we know starts from inside. So it's an yeah. inside out job. Yeah. So I was working on my inside already, but then I just felt like, okay, I need to do some work on the outside too. Cause it was something that I had always wanted to do, but I didn't have okay. time cause I was too busy getting high. Okay. It's something you always I, wanted. Yeah, to I do. was always interested in, in being oh, fit. Okay. I always liked the way a fit body looked. I see. You know, very toned and strong. I always liked that. I just never had time for it. But you had something special because there's a lot of people today that like the tone fit body, but they can't exactly get there. 
So it's a difference in really going for it. I was different. It didn't even occur to me. I was so wrapped up in my life that I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think it was possible until I went through these changes of meeting these people and started feeling it. And it just kind of grew on me. Yeah. So I left completely my 20 year corporate accounting career. That was at around 43. Then at 57, I entered my first bodybuilding competition. Wow. Eight time national champion. Then at 60, I went from a Guinness World Record because that was one of the things on my bucket list. That is is amazing. (laughs) That was 2012 when I turned 60 and I'm still champ. Hmm. Some people, sometimes people when they were, well, not since COVID, but they would try to go for a record and they'd see that well, I'm what the was the record, record that you broke? Oh, 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 yeah. Burpees. Oh, so, my God. Yeah, oh, my God. I, you're kidding me. I, I hate burpees. Everybody says that, okay, right? For the audience that doesn't know. A burpee is sort of a squat thrust back into push-up position. Right. Jumping back up and jumping in the air and back bam, down. just back down and up and down and up, you know. So it's pretty cool. I had to do, to set the record, I had to do at least 30 in a minute. And when I looked it up, the wow. regular athlete, that's what they told me. So the regular athlete does about 15 in 30 seconds. So it made sense when they said they kind of doubled it. You got to do 30 in a minute. And you did that so, at age 60? 60. Oh, I did 37. Oh, girl. <laughs> you wanted to make sure. Like, yeah. I was on a roll. When I get going, I'm focused. And I'm going out for the win. I'm not playing around. And, and the thing about it is you couldn't cheat because you had to measure. They made sure to tell you had to come back. When you squat, thrust it back into push-up position, yes. you can't do a little jump a bunny jump you had to jump all the way back wow so it was a certain amount of measurement i had to do to make sure i jumped back past the line and if i didn't go past the line it didn't count so i made every darn one count i sucked up every girl there, was, there wasn't an easier exercise that you could have broke the record in there burpees <laughs> oh my god no, that's, that's amazing what i wanted to do and uh, well, the other one you. had to do But yeah, and so I still do that. And I was at 60, so I'm working on other things on my bucket list. But that's what keeps me going. Yeah, yeah. I I keep it moving. Ever since that day, I promised myself that I was going to keep challenging. I I didn't actually, I don't know if it was even a promise. It It was like every time I pushed the limit, I could push the limit more. And it worked. So that told me that these human bodies are amazing. Yeah. And I love the challenge of them. And so you should have been, you mentioned in terms of, you know, self-esteem and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I had been, let's see this yesterday. I, I give a class every Thursday. And this week, ironically, you said it this week, it's an eight week program. But this week we were talking about deserve level. Hmm. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. So wait a minute. You know, women need that. You've been bringing up, raising your deserve level is what it was about. So that leads us into 
how you incorporate the inside work, the inside change. Yeah. Yeah. Into so, your training. How, how do you do that with your clients? Yeah. Because most of your clients are 40 and over, right? That's your specialty. Yes. Yes. Women over 40. Well, I'm talking about my baby boomer girls. Yes. You know, we need cheerleaders yeah. to support us and to show us. And this is in, in part of what I preach to them. But this is what it's about in terms of bringing yourself together. A lot of people come to me for just the physical, Mm -hmm. but we go through the whole thing. We start with mindset and we delve into that because if the mind ain't right, the body ain't listening. Oh, okay. Okay. To say that again. (laughs) If the mind ain't right, the body ain't listening. You may be able to do it and push it and suffer with it. And that's what I call it suffering, because that's what people are feeling when they're trying to push something that they haven't developed the habit Mm -hmm. in the right way to stick with it. They're pushing it for a short time and then they're going to go back to what they always were doing. So it's really essential to get the mind in tune with the body and prepare it. And that's what we do. We start off with the mind. Then we do goal setting, planning to see how that goes. We start to work into core work. Why? Because once again, core is the center of your being. You can't hit a baseball, play golf. Or do anything. You can't do anything. And, And those are just the arms or the legs. But when you have a strong core, it gives you more power. And I've proven it over and over again. These guys that I've worked with in the gym, OMG, you know, a lot of times you see the guys going, ooh, ooh, uh-huh. right. ooh. and they're using their whole body, right? Okay, so I love guys like that because I get a handle on them and I start to test their core. And they are all over the place. But once I get their core up to snuff. Oh my goodness. That you can lift more. You can hit more. I've worked with doctors. I remember the 60 year old, 60 something year old. And he was upset why his golf game was off. And I tested him and did an assessment. And I said, your core is off. And when I work with him, he was so used to being old school, like he didn't want to do the core work. He thought he had to go back to the yes. old school way. Yes. And I would have to give him a little bit of what he wanted, but then I'd give him what he needed. Got it. And all of a sudden, the core and the stability start. He was amazed. Then he got on board with me. He understood. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you got to do to baby boomers. You know, we want to stick to those old ways. But each time, everything else you do is so much better and it's healthier. And you go through the ages much better. Meaning when you're getting on up in age, you're not testing your core, you're going to be bad posture. Everything is going to go down. So it's my pleasure to be able to put a new light in their head to make them understand and be better. But after that, we get to working and talking about eating and then the dessert level. Yeah. Wait, before we get into <laughs> the eating, what happens to the body as you start to age? 
what's happening inside? What's happening to our muscles and our joints? And yeah, so <laughs> so you can be better, but you just got to do it differently mm-hmm. because our bodies are changing, and it goes through cycles, Gammy, and people don't realize that we're stuck in our heads of what I used to do when I was 20 yeah, and 30, you know? Yeah. And in our minds, we're there, but our bodies are right. somewhere else. I think that's what's happening with me right now, Wendy. My, my <laughs> mind is still back when I was, you know, 50, but I'm getting ready yeah. to turn 67 and, and it's just not working anymore. Awesome. So continue. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so you go through these cycles. One of the things that happens is, uh, the fluids, the hormonal fluids and everything that we get, mm. that's changing. Some we're getting more of, some we're getting less of. Inflammation is a part of aging. Mm. So as we age, we definitely have to zero into that much more. Some of the foods we have are contributory to inflammation. And when you have inflammation, you're going to have pain. And it's going to be these little other things. I have a five-step list things that you can do to stay young. But people ask me that all the time on social media, on my YouTube channel. They've gone crazy because I put so many more videos out. But in terms of keeping your youth up, one, you got to ban the sugar. Okay. Sugar. Sugar. Yes. Ban the sugar. Let me tell you, uh, it ages you faster than anything. I've seen people get gray hair quicker and all that. Number two, got to reduce the stress. Again, the stress is going to age you. It's going to put gray hair in you. It's going to cause your heartbeat to race. And everything I'm saying, I've had this happen to people and some of them to myself when I was going through a thing. All right. So my clients, they've all experienced this and we had to change things. The other thing is you got to increase the strength. You know why? Because your muscles are going to atrophy. Mm -hmm. And when you're getting older, that's why some people fall or they knock into stuff and they're breaking their bones. All kinds of stuff is happening. And it's not a good look just because you don't have to be overweight. But just because you think you are small, that you're better, you are not. Yes. I've had so many people whisper in my ear saying, what about us, the skinny mm, fat yes, people? Yes, you know? yes, I've had a lady call me from Malaysia because I, some of my clients are in other countries. So this lady called me from Malaysia and she wanted to do a whole thing for the Malaysian women because she said what's in their mindset there is that they're all small, but they just know to eat less but they don't know anything about weights. So just eating less is not doing the trick. And, and, and she said they're sick and those are skinny fat people. Yes. So she wanted them to be well. I was in this another little thing I did. I was in this competition. You, you had to be 60 to be in it. It was a beauty competition. So everybody was over 60, 60, 70, 80s in there even. So it was really fun and really great to see these women and do a talent. The talent is still alive in women over 60. It's amazing. The thing I want to mention, though, these women had their gowns on, and they some of them were small and thin, uh-huh. but they looked sick. And the one woman I talked to, she had this gown on showing her shoulders, uh-huh. and they were like bones sticking up out of her. Uh-huh. And 
I saw it and I knew what was happening that she wasn't doing any weight training and it looked sickly and she brought it up maybe because of her observation and comparing to me uh-huh. or, or whatever caused her to bring conversation up. And she said, you know, my doctor said you have no muscle in your shoulders. You need to do weights. You need muscle. And that's a sign of aging, Gammy, when you see skin dropping yeah. and, and bones perking. On the contrary, when you got muscle, man, it's sexy. Yeah. So the number four was add supplements. Why? Because I'm writing this down, Wendy, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Add supplements. Why? It's because of what I said before of when we're aging, we're getting less. In, in fact, women and men, the testosterone and the estrogen changes. Yes. Men start to get more estrogen. Women start to Relax. get. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And women, some women get a little bit more testosterone. Not always, mm-hmm. but women definitely get less. You know, that's just one thing. And then there's so many other fluids and different things that change. And let me just mention a lot of times when people age, they start to drink less water. And I haven't gotten behind the primary or or looked at statistics, which I really mean to do, of why that happens. It doesn't, would it have anything to do with just um, being concerned about having to go to the bathroom all the time? Because that gets on my nerves. I have to admit that has been an issue for me. I know that I'm not drinking the amount of water that I used to drink, but because I'm constantly having to go to the bathroom and it's annoying. I got stuff to do. (laughs) I can't be running to the bathroom every five minutes. I know, but we need to drink more water because when you don't drink enough water, you start to get all these other ailments mm-hmm. going on mm-hmm. that you don't think is related, but it is. Yeah. All right. So the last uh-huh. one, the last one is just find purpose. People lose the will to live uh-huh. and not only just to live, but to thrive yeah. in living. I don't mean just to get by in living, but if you have a purpose, you're going to live life with venom. Right. Because a lot of people are going through changes around that age. They may be uh, empty nesting or whatever. Empty nesting. Other, their friends are maybe passing away. You've got uh, medical things that you haven't had before. Mm -hmm. You're still emotionally upset of what happened when you're 30. Yeah. It's piling up on everything. And everything has come home to right. Roost. And again, that's the reason why you have to incorporate your your spiritual well-being as well as the physical. Absolutely. Your and, your, and your mental well-being. Spiritual, spiritual is a basic for me. And that was one of the first things I had to find when I came to California. I felt so lost as a soul. And I didn't know what to do with myself. And without that, there's no grounding for me. Got it, got it, got it. And it's hard to work with somebody who has no grounding at all. I've worked with two people in my career. It's been about 25 years. And I worked with two people that were agnostic or atheists or something, and they had no grounding. And this person I'm thinking about had just, she was in a mental institution at one Uh time. She knew how to work out. 
she did that well, but people don't just come to me for the workout part. It was an emotional coaching yeah. thing with her and yeah. I. Got it. And, and that's what she needed. So I had to actually get her in the gym for her to pay attention and do some of the things that she needed to do. So the gym was sort of her grounding, got it, got it. but that was a creative thing I had to come up with, but I, everybody's different, yeah. but I had to find her thing. So talk to us a little bit about metabolism. I know that your metabolism slows down as you get older. Yes. So metabolism does slow down and, and partly because your body's changing you are less active a lot of times. And that alone, when you have less muscle and more body fat, is going to slow your metabolism down. So that's why I'm such a proponent of weight training, no matter what your age. One, because it's going to speed up your metabolism. It's going to burn body fat while you sleep. And it's going to help you feel energetic and stronger. And when you don't have that, now you're feeling you don't have energy. And I get a lot of complaints from people about not having energy. How do I get energy, Wendy? Well, one of the ways is first, you got to find a purpose, find a goal, find a reason why you want to live. So you're talking about strength training, but how important is cardio? I feel like I don't do as much cardio as I used to, but I also know that this weight that I've gained lately has a lot to do with COVID, but I know that I'm not doing as much cardio. Like if I didn't do anything else, I would do cardio every day, every single day. And I'm not doing that anymore. I stopped that Mm. about probably about four years ago. Maybe even longer. So, Gammy, everything is balance. And we've got to find our own little personal balance. Right now, what I'm telling everyone in COVID times, especially, you got to get a structure Mm -hmm. to your day. And in that day, find something that gives you some joy. We got to definitely find that besides reaching out to people we know and love. But in terms of the balance, Yes, cardio is very important. Why? Because even it's not necessarily to lose weight, but it's to keep your heart fit. So in order to do that, how much cardio do you think that someone over 50 um, should be doing? Like if you're working, if you're doing cardio every day or every other day, how long? For how long? 30 minutes, 60 minutes? Okay, so let me just preface this with when anyone is getting started on all this, besides checking with, your doctor. with their doctor yes. is the first, right? But the other thing is after that, it's what is your goal? Is it to lose weight? Is it to stay healthy? Or is it just heart fit? Mm-hmm. That being said, the norm, if you're just getting started, do whatever you can to get started. Start with 10, 15 minutes or whatever you can. and then. At least try to do 30 minutes. Got it. 30 minutes is, is a good measure to go by. And if you want to, again, it, it boils back down to your goal. If you want to get your heart more fit or if you can do it. Now, within that 30 minutes, you might want to put a little intensity into it. It just is up to you. 
I put my stretching in with my meditation. Oh. I combine them. I might wake up in the morning and I do just a little light stretch just to wake my body up. So I mix it up and sometimes I'll go right into my meditation. Other times I just do a little stretch because sometimes I get up and I'm feeling stiff. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I don't like right, that, right? right. right? So just got to just wake something up. And I might do some cardio mm-hmm. first because that opens my oxygen up and my, gets my blood breathing. And then I feel like I'm really open to the spirit uh, to listen and find the silence within me to find the answers that I need for that day, for that week or that whatever I'm working right. on. And the stretching comes within that. I just mix it up within that. And it seems to open up my body and open up my spirit in a different way. Okay, so that's on my list. That's on my list of things that I got to work on. My meditating and my my stretching. I had to go back and forth with it a lot, particularly meditating. Yeah, I was getting better with it, but Uh then I find myself falling off again so it's just one of my struggles it's just one of my struggles yeah everybody's got a different struggle here's the thing to make it easier on you to make it feel like it's a part of your life not something oh i gotta suffer and i gotta Mm -hmm. go do i don't want you to feel that way but if you Say, give it a certain part of the day, like a certain time that fits with how your day is structured. For example, I have found out that first thing in the morning does not work for me for meditating. It just doesn't work because I wake up and I'm ready to go. I cannot sit still. My mind is (laughs) racing, thinking about all that I have to do today or all that I want to do today. Even yeah. if it's nothing, all the nothing that I'm going to do today, whatever it yeah, is, yeah, 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 yeah. first thing in the morning is not the time for me to meditate. I do better. I do better later on in the evening. Yeah. Okay. Some people do it midday, evening, mm-hmm. morning. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's all you. That's your pattern. That's unique to your lifestyle. Make it a regular thing. In other words, I just told you 30 minutes, yeah. right? cardio. Some days you can't do that. So the important thing to remember, don't skip it. Maybe you got 20 minutes. Maybe you got 10. Maybe you got five. Do a little something. And the reason why I say that is the it goes back to the mental tracking, the mental habits to keep you consistent and if you can do a little something to stay in the game, you're still in that got rhythm. It. Oh. Got it so what what are some of the age-defying tips that we can all benefit from while we're at home you have some interesting ones and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna jump into what what your actual routine is your actual daily routine is yeah there's something about ice oh (laughs) ice huh so first of all I gave you my five steps. Yeah. So, <laughs> so those are my five basics. You look up. You yeah. look amazing. So, you there's no way in the world so, that you look like sixty years old. No, <laughs> I, I I gotta say that because people always try to make a fuss about me, and I'm like, I'm not 
isn't the only older woman out here that looks good. I mean, let's come on now. Stop trying to make it seem like I'm a unicorn. I am not. Uh, We are aging well, I think. There's plenty of us that, you know, are are taking time and want to be healthy and fit. Yeah. Then there's not enough of us. And that's why I do the work that I do to lift people up because we got to stay together on this. So let's talk a little bit about diet, too, because you said that 30% of your diet is protein. Talk to us a little bit about how important nutrition is, because I really still feel, particularly as I've gotten older, I really, really feel like what you're putting inside of your body really is almost, hmm, I don't know if it's more important than the exercising, but it certainly is as important as exercise. Huge, How huge. you eat. And, and for people who want to lose weight, it's at least 70%, 70, yes. 75% of the, of, of the results. Now, know? have you ever worked with anybody who is vegetarian? For the most part, I eat plant-based. I have mm-hmm. clients uh, who are vegan, who are pescatarian, who are yeah. vegetarian, you know, all of that doesn't matter. But for me personally, and I just want to touch on what you eat also has everything to do with your skin. That's true. Where are you getting most of your protein from as a person who is mostly plant-based? Because so um, I know people want to give me a lot of beans, but ble- beans I don't digest. I have a, I'm somebody who has an extremely sensitive stomach. Every time I turn around, my stomach is upset from something. Mm. So you're not doing beans. What are you doing? Fish. Okay. That's fish. most of my proteins come okay. from fish and oh. vegetables. Okay. Some grains are high in uh, protein as well. You can mix it up. What is your daily routine for exercise? So, man, I got this Peloton bike. Ooh, 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 girl. Oh, now you know what? My husband and I were thinking about getting a Peloton. You love it? You have no idea how much I love it. It is the bomb, let me tell you. It is the best thing. Who knew we were going to be in COVID? And it has saved my ass. Wow. I'm telling you, okay, let me just give you a quick rundown. So, and I get on, a lot of times I'll get on it before I even have my first client, you know, and I have them five, six in the morning or whatever, but I ride that for whatever minutes I make the time work for me, but you either take the classes, everybody and anybody, your taste in riding the Peloton where you can take a class in all different kinds of classes or, and this has been my special treat because I love to travel. And I haven't been able to, and I don't know when I'm going to travel again, but since COVID, I have been traveling Uh on my bike. So in other words, you can take a class or it has different scenes where you can ride in Italy and wherever, or you can just ride, but it has really been a lifesaver. Okay. So back to your question. So I am doing my bike for my heart's sake. I do my workout. I have a structure where I'm doing the weight training. Got to do that. A lot more core training I'm doing now for myself. 
And then in flexibility, I do that at night. I might do it a little right after my workout, especially my cardio. Uh, for sure, I'm stretching out my legs. But then I like to do a little nice stretch routine before bed. I have my foam roller. When I do my stretching at night, I sleep better. Uh-huh. I bought this this foot massage thing. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I got you. But I'm doing upper and lower, giving my body a rest in the meantime, putting in the time because I still am really busy even during this time. So I really have to structure it. Just like I said to you, put it in part of your day where it's you time. Yeah. It's me time. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Wendy. Let me ask you some advice for myself personally. Like I said in the beginning of the show that I am struggling a little bit. I have an issue with my hip. I've been told that it's arthritis, but I also think that there's an injury in there somewhere, right? And because of COVID, I have not, you know, been able to really get out and really, really get attention to it because you know, the doctors don't really want to see you in the offices unless it's like urgent and it's not. I've been living with this for quite some time now, but it is affecting my ability to work out and what I can do. We are quarantined together, my daughter and my granddaughter, and we work out together, but I swear they're killing me. (laughs) I cannot I can't keep up with them anymore. And it's disheartening for me because I'm used to doing you how trying to keep up with trying to keep up with their routine. Yeah. And I just realized that I can't do it anymore. And it's made me a little sad because it is coming to accept my age. And my husband said it to me the other day because I worked out with someone just the other day and Mm -hmm. I was in so much physical pain. Not while I was doing it, but within a half an hour of completing the workout. And that was even me paying attention and saying, okay, I've had enough of that. I can't do that exercise. This is not working for me. Even being trying to be very aware of that, it was still, I still ended up being in a lot of physical pain from this hip. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it's disheartening, like you you hear it all the time. Getting old is not for the weak. It is not. And I've got to figure out a routine where I can stay fit, but stay healthy. And it's not my upper body. It's my lower body. I've always disliked lower body work because the results don't show up as quickly. So as a result, my upper body looks much better than my lower body. And Mm -hmm. now when I'm trying to really focus on that, because I really, really see the difference. I don't even know. I'm I'm not even sure what really to do. Should I just be using bands? Should I just be using lower weights with more reps? Like I'm kind of in a state of confusion. Hmm. So, or should I just be doing something like yoga? Should I just let go of the weight training? Well, what you're experiencing is open-ended one, because you haven't been able to get to a doctor to locate what the problem is. Definitely have arthritis in my left hip. So I do know that I definitely have arthritis in, in my left hip. What irritates it? Definitely squats, 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes even walking. Oh. You know, like if I get on the treadmill, like I typically don't run because my knees aren't all that great. Okay. You know, and so I'm typically walking, but sometimes. Do you have a bike? Do, I don't. I have, a, bike? I have an elliptical. Does that irritate mm-hmm. you? No. So if that doesn't, maybe the bike is okay for you as well. You guys need to get to Peloton. It's so fun. It just gives you more of a challenge and more things to do, more variety as opposed to just a regular bike. That might be something that it keeps you uh, going for a longer period of time and interested for a longer period of time. So elliptical and bike might be the thing for you in terms of cardio. You can also do some weight training on the bike and elliptical by raising up and down the resistance on that. Oh, okay. Other than that, you don't have to do squats. And for someone who is experiencing like knee or hip, even back, isometric exercises is is great for you because they do isometric exercises right out of surgery. That's what you pretty much start with, but it's pretty safe and painless. The other thing is in terms of working your quads, you can do leg extensions. Yeah. And leg extensions are going to help that part of it. You can do donkey kicks. That with weights, with uh, ankle weights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to work on your booty. Okay. So those, and then of course the hamstrings, you you can do some strength training with resistance bands Uh or with free weights with that as well, deadlifts for your hamstrings. Okay. And go into bent leg deadlifts with the leg extensions and some calf raises. You can get with the donkey, you can get all of your lower body without bothering your hip. Got it. Got it. And and the weight training side and then the cardio side with the bike. And shout out to Peloton. If Peloton is listening, I need a bike. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's really, really good advice, Wendy. Moving on because we're coming to a close. I want to move on a little bit to mental health because in this time during the pandemic, it is so difficult for me and for a lot of people, I'm sure, to stay motivated. Just so much going on in the world that is heavy. We're in such a state of discord in our nation right now. So how does one stay positive while trying to process all of this? And I guess it goes back to what you've been talking about all along, and that is your own trying to stay true to your own personal journey and your own personal purpose. Absolutely. To stay sane in this climate we are in the world today, one of the first things you have to do is find some structure in your household, get a rhythm, Mm -hmm. get a system because everything is in disarray ever since COVID happened. Get a system. And these are things that I actively do that definitely work for me because right now it's just me. Yes. I don't, I don't even have somebody I'm living with right now. A lot of people are in that situation where they're alone, right? So that alone can drive you crazy. And then I talk to my son 
and my son, I got five grandkids, and he's going nuts. Right. Like, oh, me and my wife, you know, in the house, and the kids, oh, get him out of here. I'm like, okay, me and you are on opposite ends of the phone pole, but nevertheless, it's all challenging for everyone. And that's why you got to recreate some structure in your household, how you eat, how you work. I take my breaks. I have some recess time. Then I have set my little timer here where it'll go off, where I set a certain amount of time for me to work because I can get stuck in this chair. The second thing is reach out to someone that you like talking with. You got to be in contact with people, not necessarily the family members. Like for you, if you're living with everybody, like my son, you know, you've got all that going on. Maybe you already have that interaction. Maybe you got a little other personal time you want to dedicate to yourself for reading and something like that. So it's really just going into the structure. The other thing and and a real important thing is Shut the darn TV off. Oh, yes. Get the facts and disappear. Yes. Get the facts and disappear. And then each day, find something that sparks joy with you, something that makes you happy, something that will make you laugh. And I regularly do this, Gammy. I will go to YouTube and I kids. And, and animals are the best, yes. right? <laughs> I might even pull some Richard Pryor from old school, yeah. right? But there's so much stuff and it's so at our fingertips. And that is some of the, I laugh right. all the right. time. I might talk to myself. I'm like, oh, you gave me a good answer, girl. <laughs> you know, I'm crazy right. like that. So it lifts me up. When the people you talk to make it positive people, because some people, so you got to choose your people. Some people you talk, they always talking downward. Right, right, right. right. The person in my family might do that. I'm like, okay, enough of that. Can we talk about something else? Exactly. And you know what? You know what works for me too when I think about it? Because I realize how much of my life, and I don't know if people really think about that, but the pandemic really, really highlighted how social we are as beings, right? Yeah. And all of my activities that I enjoy so much involve social network, dancing. Yeah. You know, my stepping. That's my thing. You dance? Yes. Yes. I am a stepper, a Chicago stepper. Yes. And roller skating. I was learning how to roller skate. I've always wanted to learn how to roller skate. And I was just really getting into my groove. And then the pandemic hit. Like I was going roller skating like three times a week. That's a cool thing to do. And that's the other thing in terms of staying young. So you're onto something yeah. there, Gammy. Not to get old and set yeah. in your ways. Learn new yeah. stuff. Even with this technology, it keeps you young and youthful and learning and thinking. Right. But you were talking about watching stuff on YouTube that brings you joy. So that's I can't dance right now. So I'm on YouTube all the time watching people stepping. I did it before anyway, but I watch people stepping. I dance with the door. Yeah. That brings me joy right now. I'm listening to music. And like you said, I definitely stay off of the TV as far as news is concerned anyway. And I'm doing a lot of reading and a lot of Mm. self-help work right now. I'm taking this time of um, the pandemic to do a lot of soul searching and work on me that I need to do. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Wendy, one thing I forgot to ask you. What well, everybody wants to know: Do you have a cheat day? And what is your favorite cheat? Oh, cheat girl, day meal? Yeah. Okay. People tell me, "Oh, you so disciplined. You so strict." No, I'm a normal person, and I have really what I want. So, Gammy, I use the eighty twenty rule. I eat good most of the time, and the other twenty, I do my thing. Okay, so I gotta share with you my thing. Got right downstairs, little boys waiting for me for this weekend because that's how I celebrate. Is um an apple cinnamon vegan muffin. Okay, I get it from Whole Foods. Wow. chocolate cake that has the fudge on the inside with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Girl, please. Whatever. Ooh. Yes. You talking about a muffin. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cheat. Well, okay. All right. That's my All cheat. right. Girl, bye. <laughs> she said, girl, bye. <laughs> Okay. All right, Wendy. God bless you. God bless you because I have to agree with your friends. You are extremely and highly disciplined. Yes. And that's why you look the way you do. Listen, y'all, I wish you could see my face, y'all. That's all I can say. I just wish you could see my face. We're going to wind down. We're going to wind down and roll on out of here with our rapid fire questions for you. Tell me what book you're currently reading. Okay. So I'm reading two books. One of them is called Stickability by Greg Reed. Uh huh. It's about the power of perseverance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. One thing you want to get off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so one thing I'd like to get off my mm-hmm. chest is the phrase that I've heard plenty of times on social media, Black don't crack. <sighs> okay, and the reason why I say that is sometimes when you say that, you discount all the hard work and all the other good things that I'm really doing. Oh, so I never thought it about it true. that way. Okay. Yeah, it is true. And that's the way I take it. it. Personally, I'm like, say black don't cry. Hey, wait a minute. I'm doing a lot of stuff. And the thing that I follow up with that is, yes, melanin, darker melanin protects us from a lot more than lighter melanin. So that is a true fact. But I have people in the family that I can take two people side by side. One who has led a clean lifestyle and the other one, they both got the same genetics. Mm-hmm. They both black, don't crack. But the other one has led a tough life. Different. Yes. Completely different. So black, don't crack, don't cut it. it. It is true in a sense, but don't discount the other hard work that is very necessary to be vibrant and, and thrive in life. Yeah. That makes total sense. I get that. I totally get that. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, what's a motto you live by? I truly live by this. I always say, it doesn't matter what your age is, where you come from, or what you've been through. What matters is that you don't give up. 
because it's never too late to take back your life. There you go. Never too late to take back your fabulousness. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for joining us, Wendy. We appreciate you. And now please tell the audience any events or things that you have coming up and where they can find you on social media. Well, you can always find me on YouTube. I'm doing plenty of videos on their self-help videos and I love to dance. So you can always kind of dance yes, with me. Yes, I've seen your videos. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes, and that's on YouTube, Wendy Eda Fitness. And I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, LinkedIn. Wendy, thank you so much. We appreciate you. I I appreciate you. And you are you are <laughs> fabulous. You are fabulous. Thank you. Thank you so much. So here are my takeaways from this episode with Wendy Ida. What you put in your body is as important as what you do with your body. Cut out the sugar, guys. Let it go. And that means me too. <laughs> Let me tell you, the struggle is real. Find the cardio that works best for you and consistency is paramount. It's tough times out here. Find something that brings you joy. Don't be afraid to try something new or learn a new skill. Along with a good support system, find your why and use that to help keep you motivated. Positively Gam is produced by Westbrook Audio. Executive producers, Adrian Banfield-Norris, Jada Pinkett-Smith, Amanda Brown, and Fallon Jethro. Co-executive producer, Sim Hoti. Segment producer, Ash Francis. Associate producers, Erica Ron and Colby Hartberg. Editor and mixer, Calvin Bailiff. Positively Gam is in partnership with Art19.